0: Hello, welcome to the Bush League Gaming Podcast, your source for ordinary opinions from ordinary gamers. Today, we're breaking down the news. I'm your host, Jacob Bush, and with me today, he believes that we are actually living in a matrix, not because it's a solid theory, (laughs) but because Keanu Reeves' acting is just that good. Your favorite Crip Boy, Nick Beard. Well,
1: we are. So, (laughs) I mean, that's... If any of us is going to believe that we live in a matrix, I think it's Nick.
0: There's some intros that I know will just stop Nick in his tracks. And that was one that, that was I one kind of them. expected yeah. that he, he wouldn't have like a quick necessarily response to.
1: Nick, have you seen The Matrix? Yeah. Ryan. Welcome to... That's so you, you haven't seen The Matrix? I have. I've seen <laughs> all of them. That's it.
0: <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay. His claim to fame is that he was slimed by Mark Summers on the set of Double Dare in 1998. <laughs> 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 Leader of Nintendites, Brian Scalp.
1: <laughs> yes, look up the film; it's on YouTube.
0: Okay, I'm the little kid scream my head off. Did that make sense? That intro? What? Did you watch Double Dare? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I love Double Dare. Okay, well, I wasn't sure because I asked Emily about this. I was on it. <laughs> Your claim to fame? Mark Summers, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. slime, the green slime, Nintendo's big. Th- uh, Nintendo, you know what's funny?
1: I. I did not remember Mark Summers, but once you said that, it was like this flood of my childhood just Victoria. hitting me in the face. He was yeah. host-
0: hosting everything. He was the uh, dude. Yeah, Mark Summers. He's he's the goat. Yeah. All right. He guys. was the Nickelodeon Ooh, host of everything. Right. It was Double Dare. Yeah. Um, that's all I can think of right now. But did there's he do, like the the Temple of whatever. Oh. Um, oh. Why can't I remember that show? I want to say Temple of Doom, but that's definitely not what it is. Yeah. I, I think it is. No, I thought it was. Is it? I don't
1: know. I can't remember.
0: Anyways, let's move on They're to news. They are
1: bringing
0: that back. Yeah. I, I would yeah, look, yeah, yeah. Green monkeys. The, the green monkeys. Um, oh, Mark Summers. All right. Let's start off the show with the first news item. It is Microsoft CEO argues that buying Activision Blizzard will help them build the metaverse. Uh, this comes from an article written by Ollie Welsh from Pel- Polygon. They say after the purchase of activision blizzard ceo satya Nadella stated that in gaming we see the metaverse as a collection of communities and individual identities anchored in strong content franchises accessible on every device nadella said the company also noted that the deal would provide building blocks for the metaverse in its statement in a later statement nadella elaborated on this concept and stated metaverse is essentially about creating games the microsoft boss said nothing uh, noting the common concepts and technology between a virtual meeting and a video game. It is about being able to put people, places, things in a physics engine and then having all the people, places and things in the physics engine relate to each other. You and I will be sitting on a conference room table soon. <coughs> sitting on a conference room table soon with either our avatars or our holograms or even 2D surfaces with sur- sur- surround audio. Sorry, I have to just go back. This is a direct quote. You and I will be sitting on conference the room universe. tables. I just think it's funny that he says we're sitting on them, the actual conference room tables. Um, They're unconventional there at Microsoft. At Microsoft. They have tables. They got ping pong. Yeah, they ride scooters around the office. It's not sitting on the floor. We sit on the table table with the the, little... (laughs) <laughs> like throw pillows <laughs> anyways uh this is back to his quote guess what the place where we have been doing that forever is gaming and so the way we will even approach the system side of guess what we're what? going to build for the first <laughs> metaverse is essentially demo- democratizing <laughs> the gaming the game building um, the last section that he says here is, uh, to me, just being a great at game building gives us the permission to build this next platform, which is essentially the next internet, the embodied presence today. I play a game, but I'm not in the game. Now we can start dreaming that though, these metaverses, I can literally be in the game, just like I can be in a conference room with you in a meeting, sitting on a conference room, the metaphor and the technology will manifest itself in different contexts. Um, can you please uh, interpret what he's saying there for me, Ryan? Just full, other than the conference room table, that's pretty straightforward. What is he getting at with this concept?
1: Um, well, first of all, I think what excited me most about this is when I read that headline, just because I'm so used to hearing Phil Spencer in the news about with all these acquisitions, I thought, I was thinking Phil Spencer, and this didn't like shock me, but to hear the Microsoft CEO finally come out and comment like this on video gaming, mm. um, obviously we know they're invested now. They're throwing insane amount of money in it, but it's just like it's really cool to hear. Um, I guess leadership in actual Microsoft come out and say this is the future, and so um, I think this makes perfect sense. I know there's been like rumors about Microsoft really getting into the metaverse i think right now we're seeing a race of um a lot of different companies that are going to be rushing to be the first or best metaverse um i don't know what nintendo or uh, what microsoft is going to look like yet but this is exciting i think wrapping uh game pass and a lot of features of xbox live all into like one seamless community where um gamers or non-gamers can meet i think it's a really good idea i think it's um i think it's the move I, I i believe that microsoft has potential to be the metaverse to be the one that wins out because right now um meta or facebook yeah i think everyone's kind of weary of the company mm. um, from what i hear they're their metaverse isn't like as fleshed out yet as they like it to be and they don't have an insane catalog of games which is like a huge draw what sells those headsets are people wanting to use them for games and facebook just doesn't have that yet and so i think microsoft has a really good shot at this i'm not saying i think that's good collectively for the world (laughs) but um i think they're gonna win out
0: wait so ryan you you reference a headset right microsoft has games but they don't have a headset where meta does have a headset i mean xbox isn't even compatible with uh you know oculus or anything like that right now so it's weird that they're already teasing their foot in the metaverse when they haven't even adopted an official headset or vr setup yet right because playstation has psvr2 um right facebook has oculus and microsoft's kind of been quiet on it
1: yeah, there's a few... I see a few ways they could do this. Um, one, you know, Microsoft just wants to be on every device. They want to be that app that is used everywhere. And so I'm wondering if they're going to do everything they can to just use other people's equipment. Yeah. Um, or two, I would be shocked if Microsoft isn't already working on something and they don't have something that works. And it may not be super soon, but... Um, but I'm sure we're going to see some sort of announcement of, of uh, some sort of hardware that brings you into their metaverse. I can see that. And what their metaverse is going to be like.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Nick, thoughts on this article, the metaverse, Microsoft? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think overall it's pretty exciting what Microsoft is doing. I think they're playing the long game for sure when it just comes to their business models, their acquisitions, everything, which is pretty cool. I think they're being patient and they're going to win out in the long run. I liked the article. I will say this. I'm just really leery about any of these buzzwords. Anytime I hear metaverse, web three, blockchain, crypto, like I'm immediate. It's like an immediate red flag. For me Cause we still yeah. don't even know like what these things are. So I get it. Uh, the future of gaming is going to be huge. Um, I think the comment about like, well, guess what we've been doing that games already is, is pretty valid. And th- that might be like a new lens for some people, but um, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm sure they've got plans for VR headsets and everything. Uh, they're patient. They're an extremely successful business. Uh, but that being said, uh, I wish you would have touched a little bit more on the the comment about democratizing the game building, because um, everything before that kind of just seemed like marketing jargon to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, to be honest, blah 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 blah, metaverse. Uh, we want to be on every device metaverse uh and so I, I was kind of a little thrown off on it but that could just be my my uh like you know anti-metaverse anti web 3 crypto kind of alarms going off
0: sure um it you bring up the games we're already doing it as games and it made me think of ready player one and how they incorporated the metaverse into games right and like, yeah the foundation yeah. was mm-hmm. gaming but then it transitioned into schooling and work and all these different things where, um, Adjacent. yeah, I mean, really, really ready player one is very predictive of where we're going right now with this meta concept. Um, and there are some issues in that book too, that I already see present with, <laughs> um, big corporations kind of being in control of this, right? We don't have a holiday, right? Holiday was the, the nice guy who, who created it all, but, um, we're being created by the IOIs, right? the, um, the actual, the, uh, corporations that control everything, that's how it's being set up in the foundation, which is problematic according to the book. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited about all of it. I don't, I don't mean to be like a poo pooing any of that, but I just think that, um, like there's a lot of those words being thrown out without like thorough explanations or Mm -hmm. examples of what they're like, what that even means or how they want to tackle that as a company, you know, different from everyone else. So I'm excited. We'll, we'll see what all of it brings. It is. I do agree with Ryan. It is cool to just see someone other than spill, 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 spill Spill Spencer Spencer come out. (laughs) Uh, It is cool to see some other leadership come out and just talk about it, which is kind of refreshing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I think ultimately they've got the best uh, long term strategy in the gaming uh, ecosystem.
0: Sure. Okay. Um, guys, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. I'm it still not afraid. Um, anything else before we move on to another Xbox story here? Let's go. All right. So this next one is. It is very unlikely that Xbox will be able to acquire a big Japanese studio. This comes from Tom Ivan at VGC, and Tom Ivan is reoccurring. With, he, he's been writing some great stuff that we used this week. Great right, writer. <laughs> um, but anyways, he goes on to say, In some ways, Microsoft taking over a big Japanese publisher would be bigger news than its plan to acquire Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion. This is according to Dr. Serkin Toto, CEO of Tokyo-based game industry consultancy, Kanton Games. Nick, you are looking at pronunciation. Yeah. Um, Japanese companies are companies are traditionally highly resistant to being acquired from overseas, with many insulated from takeover attempts by a Japanese system called Kiritsu. Nick, I'm looking at you again. Okay, Kiritsu. Yep. Kiritsu C is a business group formed by member companies from different industries, so that they can essentially look out for each other because they own small portions of the shares in each other's businesses. Toto said an attempt at a hostile takeover would be a suicide mission because everybody would leave instantly, adding, I would bet my house this will not happen ever. And he highlighted cultural language barri- cultural and language barriers, plus the diversified business portfolios of key players, such as Konami's gym business and Sega's resorts, as furs- further barriers to entry for Microsoft. So, guys, this concept of Kiritsu, or kiristu- Kiritsu, Uh, Kiritsu, yeah. This is completely foreign to me from a, I mean, we talked about this last week's episode, we did an acquisitions discussion and we literally brought up hostile takeovers, right? So it sounds like at least in Japan, there's this business group um, or business groups that are formed to prevent this from ever happening, especially from overseas companies, because it's so Japanese focused. They're all looking out for each other. So there's no way that there could ever be a full-blown hostile takeover, especially from someone in the West. Um, what did you think about reading this after our discussion last week? I'll start with you, Ryan, because you were talking about hostile takeovers with Nintendo.
1: Yeah, most of what I was talking about was just hopeful thinking and joking. Obviously, I was unaware of Kiretsu um, and this amazing system they have in Japan where they protect each other's companies. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nintendo's a publicly traded company, and so I didn't think it was like, you know, incredibly naive to think that Microsoft could pull something like that off because I I don't think it would happen in a boardroom I don't think that they could walk in and um, large shareholders are gonna like not laugh them out of the office again like they did before when when Microsoft first tried to buy Nintendo so um, I don't know this is a pretty cool system I I don't know that it I don't really think it would be good for Nintendo or Sony or any of these other smaller Japanese um, companies to get bought up by Microsoft at this point. I I don't know that Microsoft acquiring anyone else is good for the future of gaming. And so um, this is cool. I feel like Japan yeah. is kind of like the last stronghold. And, <laughs> and this is... This is really like an untouchable frontier for the West, it sounds like, because I don't know, there's not really any studio in America that's resistant to the
0: the kind of money that uh, Microsoft can throw at them. Clearly not. It, it was Activision Blizzard, and th- that was like the pinnacle of it, I think. Um, this is mm-hmm. even more interesting because the article goes on to talk about how, uh, though Microsoft can't do this, PlayStation can can definitely do this, and they're poised to do it soon, it sounds like. So, you know, hearing you talk about this, you know, J- Japan being kind of a, the last bastion as, as far as, like, holding out, they could also consolidate themselves under PlayStation 2. Some of these Square Enixes and the Konami's and the Sega's, like, it is, it's not impossible for them to also group up as well. Because, again, this insulation is protecting them mostly from overseas buyers. Um, the article states that Japanese buyers or Japanese companies are far more likely to sell to one another than overseas. Um, so I don't know. You could have this kind of divide. Dude,
1: this is this is just insane that we're talking about the games industry like it's a plot of Ghost of Shishima <laughs> and there's like these Western
0: <laughs> monsters
1: on our way to just invade them and they're like, no way, man. No way. Not happening. Yeah, it's them.
0: interesting. Nick, what do you think it's about amazing.
1: this?
2: I think it's fascinating. Uh, so a week ago before... We found out about this or even started discussing it. I told Ryan in a text message, I just, I just don't picture Nintendo selling. Um, so for me and my gut, that just feels like something they wouldn't do. But this is really interesting. The Kira is like, a, it almost just feels like this um, really cool, intricate model that they have as like a protection or a protocol or a guardrail to preserve mm-hmm. their geography and their region and their culture and uh it's it's fascinating i mean i'm sure there are tons of things culturally related to japan that we're even unaware of mm-hmm. and so this to me like as someone who loves lore and finding out new things about business and different different things this was kind of like a it felt like a a gem of like information that's like oh wow that's super fascinating so uh it's gonna sure. it's gonna be interesting to see what happens uh i definitely think that this is not the end of the road for acquisitions and mergers and some of the big stuff going on in the gaming world, especially with just the like unfathomable amount of revenue and things that are going into games over the last decade. I think mm-hmm. it's just going to continue to increase, uh, and it's going to be just a normal thing in the world for everyone, not just gamers.
0: Yeah. And I want to point this out, too, that this is coming from a, a Tokyo-based consultancy, this, this, ter- yeah. this concept, and, and this uh, kind of uh, analyst is stating this. So he, they're Japanese-based. They have an understanding of the industry. Um, Nick, you bring up culture, and this kind of, kind of comes into our next news topic. Ryan, could you go into the next news topic? I want to circle back on that concept of culture.
1: Yeah, so um, Nintendo's president says, it won't join the games industry acquisition arms race. This comes from an article written by our good friend Tom <laughs> Ivan. He's not really our friend. We, we would like to be friends with you, Tom. We'll reach we out. We don't know. will reach out. Of uh, VGC. With the industry going through a period of consolidation, Furukawa, the president of Nintendo, touched on the topic of acquisitions on Thursday following the publication of Nintendo's latest financial results. Our brand was built upon products crafted with dedication by our employees. And having a large number of people who don't possess Nintendo DNA in our group would not be a plus to the company, he said via Bloomberg. Uh, Furukawa's comments echoed those made in November when he said that the company was primarily focused on organic growth in order to continue Nintendo's creative culture. But that he was not dismissing the possibility of acquiring other game companies. However, there are signs that Nintendo's plans to grow organically are already underway. In November, the company stated that the Switch's unexpected level of success had enabled it to invest in new business opportunities, including an $880 million expansion of its game development capability. It's about time. During the briefing, (laughs) Nintendo president, Shintaro, Hirokawa said it would spend up to $880 million expanding the internal game development capability and up to $440 million growing its non-game entertainment, such as software assets such as movies, Ugh. which is no. unwise. A month later, Nintendo appeared to have started construction of two major office expansions in Kyoto, Japan, reportedly in an attempt to to create more games in house rather than outsourcing development. Mm. This is interesting news. The thing that stood out to me most was that the president of Nintendo said that he wants everyone in his office to have his DNA.
0: <laughs>
1: that was my Sus- number one takeaway as well. Yeah. Mr Nintendo yeah, Mr Nintendo. Hmm. Yeah, I
0: just that's problematic. Ryan, yeah, clearly, Activision <laughs> Blizzard can show you that. Um, <laughs> okay. So th- the thing that stood out to me here is the line, our brand was built upon products crafted with dedication by our employees and having a large number of people who don't possess Nintendo DNA in our group would not be a plus to the company. Um, mm. That's that's kind of talking about acquisitions and how when you acquire a company, you are bringing in these new people with different culture and different, you know, quote, DNA. Uh, I think this is significant because no one really is having a conversation about Microsoft of how they are trying to bring all these different company cultures together. I mean, we talked about Activision Blizzard jokingly just now, but bringing that culture into the fold is going to take work, and it's going to be problematic. Um, and yeah. then you add on every other company culture that Microsoft's bringing in. Nintendo's wise in the sense of like, hey, you've got Nintendo DNA or you don't, that's what we want here and that makes the games we want to make so i don't know I, I just think the concept of culture um especially you know again broader japanese culture that was one of the divides the analyst pointed out is significant to this acquisition culture uh, season that we are upon so right now i don't know nick you're you're big into company cultures what do you think about this comment from uh mr nintendo yeah, it's really interesting.
2: And so I've been a part of two mergers myself in the real world a very small one with over 20 employees, and then a part of a company that was acquired by a Fortune 100 company, you know, so a much bigger um, acquisition. And I don't remember the statistic off the top of my head, but it's a ridiculously high percentage, uh, if I remember correctly, over 50% of why most mergers and acquisitions fail and they're almost always related to cultural and uh, employees communication things like that so um, i don't think any of these acquisitions will fail long term i think they're going to be smoothed out but it goes it's a very uh it's an important part of the an acquisition or merger and that's it's really delicate it's really hard it's really hard to take you know thousands and thousands of people mesh them together and then just act like everyone's going to be like pointing in the same direction the next day, you know, and that that's just not reality. That's not how humans work. We're very complex and, and sticky. And so on that, on that aspect, it's really interesting. Uh, I think that's going to be a unique battle. And then, um, yeah, I think culture is just really important in both of those. Um, and then back to the Nintendo one, not to, not to backtrack, but, uh, it's, it's just fascinating it's almost like this type of hey we think that our businesses are mo- business models and our businesses are important but you know what's also important our country and like uh you know i don't want to say it's like a type of nationalism but it's like looking out for their culture and their country and keeping that that dna there and all the employees and jobs and things related to those companies and so it's really interesting that they put the culture they they interlock that you know into some of the future business models so Culture is huge. I think uh, this is just fascinating. And it's one of those topics that you can just peel back the layers on for, for a while.
0: Ryan, what do you think?
1: Yeah, this reminds me. I guess that's another issue, another um, potential drawback to a big company like Microsoft buying everything up. Um, we had on our guest um, Lars. Lars, Lars did you
0: say? say, yeah. And uh, was he from Norway? Uh, he, I think I he know. was born in the U.S. I think he was born in the U.S., but he's Norwegian, yes.
1: He was Norwegian. He was representing kind of Norwegian culture. But anyway, he, he had brought up on the show, it was like, um, his culture is going extinct. And he's not like blaming necessarily Disney, but he was like, kids are growing up in Norway and they're like, Mm. well, screw these stories that I, you know, our culture tells, I want frozen, you know, and I want like all these like American cartoons and things like that. And so it's like this, you know, Disney and now Microsoft, like they have their influence all over the world. And it's just erasing like things that made some of these places more special uh, culturally, Because these kids are growing up actually preferring these Disney Studio, uh, Marvel, Star Wars, or now Microsoft Studio entertainment sources. And so um, I never really considered that. And the fact that Japan sees that, I mean, they, they've seen it so long that they've had this system in place with their businesses for much longer than... Um, you know this has been an issue so cool I think that's amazing and so um, yeah that's a concern of mine is that Microsoft is just gonna continue changing the gaming industry to where um, they're really the only voice you know they're the only the only uh, mega producer for kids or adults or whatever Um, as the uh, leading
2: Nintendite Ryan does that make you feel better about Nintendo
1: yeah, I think. Look, I complain about Nintendo a lot. I think they have gotten lazy to some extent because they're they're a pretty small company and um, they just make a lot of money repackaging old things that um, they don't really have to improve. And so, yeah, I have my issues with the Nintendo. But at the same time, like, what makes Nintendo magic is Japanese culture, like the aspects of their creativity that we never ex- would have never experienced here in America. And so um, I think they're absolutely unique. I think they're absolutely just more creative than any other company out there. And so, yeah, I would love for that to be preserved. I joke that I want Microsoft to buy them so that, you know, they, they produce oh. more. But now that I'm reading this and that Nintendo's like, throwing so much into in-house development that actually gets me really excited as a nintendo fan because honestly they've they've been kind of missing some huge huge anniversaries right zelda 35th anniversary was last year and there was nothing done except for a re-release of skyward sword which is questionably one of the worst zeldas in a long time and so um, yeah i don't know this is i think this is significant what they're taking a
0: stand and saying um for a lot of reasons. Yeah, Yeah. totally. I agree. And then, oh, go ahead, Nick.
2: I was just going to say, I I thought it was really cool that not only did did the uh, CEO come out and say this, but then it's like, oh, the next month we see these office buildings and you kind of see these actions behind the words. And so I think it's like a safe bet to say that uh, the actions are, you know, they are actually going in the direction they're speaking. Uh, And when I read that, I thought of you, Ryan, I thought, well, there's a lot of pot up uh, positive benefits there of Nintendo moving in that direction of just being the Nintendo that we love and so, you know, we'll see that's exciting.
0: Yeah, absolutely and yeah, to yeah. your point, they're, they're investing you're seeing buildings built and um, investment into their actual in-house development, which they need, they really do um, I could see them buying studios like Mercury Steam who, who just did Metroid Dread and some of these other smaller studios that they already have sure. making nintendo games right they get the dna um but i, I do think they're going to be more cr- trying to create their own spaces and, and hire people internally you get the dna and you get the dna <laughs> i'll take some nintendo dna i'll take it just dude yeah throw it at me <laughs> just like uh, a yeah. slime for mark summers um yeah. ryan you want to go on this oh, next yeah. story
1: yeah let's let's move on gentlemen let's get out of that US government seeks a 5-year jail term for Nintendo hacker Gary Bowser.
0: Oh my god. See,
1: I like to imagine this story as Gary Bowser being like the mischievous son of Doug Bowser, CEO <laughs> of Nintendo of America. And it's like, you know, like Bowser Jr. getting into trouble. His dad's a CEO of the company, he's running the show, so so his son is just, like, wreaking havoc and releasing it's, stuff. It's the plot of
0: Mario Sunshine people. is what it is.
1: It literally, yeah. 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 Son rebelling. And so I think it's great. This is a hilarious story. Other than the fact that, you know, Nintendo lost $150 million. But we'll get to that. This comes from an article written by Tom Ivan. Tom Ivan? Tom. Have Yeah, he's a writer for BGC. I don't know if we've talked about him. Before. No, I don't know about him. Um, <laughs> we really need to have him on the show. We should. Bowser was a member of a hacking group called Team Executor. N- executor. That's Executor with just an executor. Executor.
0: That's the Pokemon. Oh, like the Pokemon, Ryan, yeah. come on. Come
1: like, on, Ryan. Yeah. No, 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 because that's not. That's spelt with eggs. Regardless, this I'm, is just the I'm, letter X.
0: I'm certain that's what they're getting at here. I was trying to do an X, but I have one hand up. The floor. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: Which, in 2013, began creating and selling circumvention devices, enabling users to play illegal ROMs on consoles, including Switch and 3DS. According to the U.S. government, the group's criminal enterprise generated tens of millions of dollars in sales and resulted in up to $150 million losses to its victims, a.k.a. Nintendo. The U.S. government stated a 60-month sentence is appropriate given the nature of the circumstances of the offense, the history and characteristics of the defendant, and the need for the sentence to reflect the seriousness of this of the offense, to promote respect for the law, and to provide just punishment for the offense, to afford adequate deterrence to criminal conduct, and to avoid unwarranted sentence disparities.
0: That is a run-on sentence. That's a poor quote to the U.S. government. Okay, I was going to say, don't critique Tom that Ivan. That was all one on the sense. Show. Yeah, that wasn't Tom Ivan. That was uh, the U.S. government. No, that was a quote. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The U.S. government, the faceless U.S. government said that. <laughs> um, so the, to me, this, this was interesting. They're basically saying we need to make an example out of this guy. Yeah. Um, and man, five years. That's a long time. That is a long time to spend – In prison for retro video games that you loved growing up to play you know that's just that's that's a lot um i understand financially he made quite a dent in nintendo's library um i don't know what do you guys think of this because obviously everyone kind of falls in a different pool of like where they you know what they're willing to do with roms and what they're not willing to do with roms my my
0: first thought was ryan do you have a pseudonym named gary bowser (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah. <numbers> no,
2: but. <laughs> Ryan gets taken away on screen right now <laughs> 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 I'm
0: scrubbing my computers uh, Miyamoto I'm comes kidding, in with a SWAT me, team ready to take him to jail yeah,
2: Dude, I d- yeah I don't know it's it's really tough right like look if you if you're not buying it like you're stealing it um but I do think it's problematic when you steal it and then you resell it right it, yeah. it sounds like that's what they were doing so I mean that's like really bad right you're now you're stealing but then you're also stealing and selling someone else's property and so from
1: what i understand they were selling actual devices that let you steal really easily
2: okay so 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 you're saying they like software
1: no they they were not selling the roms from what i understand well no so so they were actually selling a device that lets you access and play those roms on your system Um, So they were selling like breaks in the security of the devices so that you could load your own ROMs. Yeah.
0: And Bowser, he actually made over $320,000 according to the VGC article. So he's making money doing this. It's not like he's just, here's some ROMs, friends. They're free. Um, He's straight up selling. So what they said is uh, he was running websites, advertising the illegal products, hosting forums, and providing customer support for these products. So yeah, he's, he's doing more than just roaming. Right. Um,
2: hey, we got a customer
0: support. Line. Pretty bold. <laughs> <man>. pretty <laughs> ex- bold. I, I wonder if he just bold. thought he would fly under the radar. Yeah.
1: It, it's pretty uh, interesting. Cause, um, especially, especially from a company like before. Nintendo. So <laughs> if again? you go to, if you go to, um, I don't know, like Etsy, you can Google, literally look up on Etsy. Um, homebrewed Wii. And there's someone in some random quarter of the United States for 50 bucks will sell you a Wii that's loaded with 3,000 know. This stuff happens all the time. And they're like, they're hedging, I'm so small, I'm only gonna make a few hundred bucks off this for fun. Nintendo's not gonna actually waste money on me. And then here's a guy who flew... Not just like too close to the sun, like he just rocketed his Absolutely. face right into the center of the sun. <laughs> and Nintendo felt it. $150 million of losses. That could definitely be exaggerated. I don't know how they come up with that amount. Um, it's like six games.
0: <laughs> yeah, Nintendo yeah
1: for Nintendo. It's like there were six users. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Uh.
1: <laughs> they were all like pre 1998 But games, again too.
0: like Nintendo is notorious for going after people too yeah. right of all the companies tend- to like to to mess with Nintendo's the last one you want to mess with they will like ruin your life and, like, hunt you down. Yeah. Like, that, that's just no, – they're notorious for that now. And they make examples of people. A five-year jail sentence is pretty significant Even for – Even if you're
1: related to the CEO of Nintendo of America. Yeah, Mr.
0: <laughs> Gary. That's nuts. I honestly had to look it up. I, and I couldn't find anything on. It. I was like, did he change his last name to Bowser just because he was, like, adopting this whole persona?
1: I – I kind of thought that was just like a made up name, his like internet name. Yeah. But they would
0: have said his full name. I thought right? so too. And I know an actual person with the last yeah. name Bowser. So it is, it's a name out there, other than Doug. Do you? I do. Yeah, I used to work with someone. You know the Doug? I don't know Doug. You know Doug. Um, okay. All right, guys. Okay. In a roundabout way. Sure. Anything else? He's there? my dad. <laughs> Doug's your dad. Adopted. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, let's move on. Is this right. Nick? Next news item, Nick. Do you want to go cover this one? Yeah, sure so this one's about as long as it's google. not
1: about uh, uh forza horizon
0: it is not about forza horizon
1: <clears throat> ooh, we oh, should have ooh. read some news about forza Just horizon. For
0: cars this car is news? actually applies yeah.
1: to nick i feel like yeah more than yeah so. it absolutely that's is. a good point yeah i'll take this one so uh
2: <clears throat> google is reportedly trying to salvage stadia under the new google stream name In a report from business insider the state that google has shifted its priorities and that the stadia consumer platform meanwhile has been deprioritized within google insiders said with a reduced interest in negotiating blockbuster third-party titles google is apparently trying to create partnerships with companies like peloton capcom and bungie to utilize their streaming infrastructure this comes after google announced last year that they were shutting down their in-house first-party game studios uh which is not shocking um you know, I think it was a a valid attempt to jump into the streaming industry,
1: and was it, it seems though? like was it, it though?
2: I think so. I think they were actually. Did they soon. quit
0: way too early? they quit, yeah. they quit, they quit finicky, way man. too. Dude, Google has yeah. cold, feet, cold feet. with yeah. jumping finicky. yes, at this.
2: they do. It, yes, but also from a business perspective, I think that if you jump into something right. and it's not there. That it's actually pretty smart to pull the plug, right? And just try and pedal through it for years and, and have to do it. So,
0: but here, let's, I uh, think that as they group, know. Is it not there? Do you think it's not there, Nick?
2: I think there's something missing from their side. Um, it's there in the sense that Amazon's trying to do it, it's there in the sense that uh, Microsoft is trying to do it. Yeah. Um, so, I think the idea is there. But why Google was the very first company to jump into cloud gaming is. Uh, Like, I don't know. It's just shocking that they tried to make that leap first. Mm -hmm. Um, And then clearly there just wasn't something working out for them. And so that might just be the fact that they don't have all this IP, that they're having to spend tons of money on making deals versus creating their own games and and having kind of that IP under their own house. Um, So I think they had some missing pieces there. I don't think it was necessarily the best move for them. And I think their leadership saying like, we can continue to spend like tens of millions of dollars on this, or we can pull the plug and wind it down and do what makes sense. Um, so I, I think it's probably a smart move, um, and it's. I think the whole cloud streaming gaming is going to be really interesting because uh, I think there's a lot more than people. Th- there's a lot more to that environment and industry than people think, right? You're not just putting games on the cloud. It takes a lot of infrastructure um, and a ton of stuff, and then I'm sure there. Are, Tons of things that we don't even understand, like licensing and a of lot of things.
1: evaporation to make like, clouds. <laughs> yeah, I mean all the rain. It's it's crazy. Actual clouds. Anyway, sorry that was such a bad dad joke. Yeah, you nailed this it. to me, this article is actually the most, the most understanding I've been of Google's position since Stadia came out. Honestly, and it, here's why. All I'm seeing when I read this is metaverse. I think Google pulled the plug on their first party, um, which I think was, you know, from outside, I thought was a mistake. I was like, you guys are giving up way too easy on this because the only way you're getting anyone on your platform is first party stuff. Um, Google's entered the race. I think they're going to be going for metaverse, guys. I think this is another... um, this is another clue to another giant company who's trying to be the first and best to make a metaverse. Um, and they've got, they've been already building that cloud. So the the fact that they're reaching out to Peloton, um, Bungie, Rich. these other companies that tells me, Hey, we're not going to make the games. We're not going to make the apps, but we are going to make a platform that you guys can enter these apps in the next generation. And so, um, it almost makes me feel like they pulled that plug in that first party development because they saw the direction this war was going, and i'm'm I'm, I wouldn't be shocked if they've been working on the Metaverse for literally since they closed down those first party studios. Yeah. I think it would have been really smart of them. Um, I also think Amazon's going to be trying to get in on this too, so um I think in the next few years we're going to start seeing i don't know if the, I don't know that they're all going to be headsets. Um, I don't know what the technology is going to look like, but I think there's going to be a lot of imagination around what is the future of connection over the internet. The internet will never be the same. It will not be web pages like what we experience now. It's going to be very different. Um, and so I think all these companies are, are chomping at the bit, trying to be the first ones to develop it. Um. That's all, That's my speculation on the situation. I think there's no other reason Google should be pulling out their first parties but keeping their toe in cloud services and then reaching out to these third-party companies for apps. I don't
0: think there's any other reason for them to do that. The only reason that I've ever heard, and this goes back to when they were doing the gaming thing, is that in general, Amazon, Microsoft, Google – They are trying to build out their streaming servers and their network. And a way to do that is to have it subsidized by these services, these gaming services. So um, regardless, they're going to build these servers across the country and the world just for their platforms, for the future, for maybe the metaverse. And one way to make it a little bit cheaper is to have people to pay you to do it, basically. right? They have this gaming platform. Um, Google Stadia was somewhat being subsidized by the players for them to expand their servers so i think they might have done the you know risk reward now where they're like okay it's it's taking too many resources to keep this gaming aspect going let's still roll out our servers and offer it to peloton and capcom and bungie um and still you know cover the world with servers um i just think it's Maybe to your point, this is the bigger picture. It's, it's Metaverse. That's what they're looking at now. Um, and man, when yeah. you say that we, we don't need a headset, well, maybe you need a Peloton uh, treadmill or a bicycle. Uh, that's, that's the future of the Metaverse.
2: Maybe. I don't know about... Yeah. Uh...
0: Peloton's in trouble, Peloton's man. Peloton's in a bad shape
2: it. today, yeah. They laid off 2,800 uh, employees today and oh, I that. took down their founder and CEO and and replaced them with, I think, Spotify's ex-COO. So wow, I don't I know what's that. what's going to happen with uh, uh, Peloton, yeah, but I do think I think that's right. Um, I think that probably makes sense, Jacob, but the subsidizing the servers, they're going to have those anyways. Um, but the article did make mention, specific mention to um, spending the money to try and make these deals with the big gaming companies and, uh, that they're definitely not going to have any games that are exclusives or anything like that anymore. So they probably did do a, an assessment there and say, yeah, let's, let's pivot and use this for some other
0: stuff. I just think they're, I don't think streaming is a bad idea. I think they were just too early, right? They came into the, the fold. People don't have the internet yet for it. The infrastructure is not there. Um, I think if they waited five years, it'd be a completely different landscape. Yeah. Um, because Because am like what five ten years, I can't wait to, you know, wake up at five a.m., put my headset on, get on my Peloton bike, and look over and see you and you know Nick and Ryan next to me, and us just like doing our morning workout in the metaverse. Right? Is that the Dude, future, guys? You better believe I'm getting yeah. in them bike shorts.
2: <laughs> I have dreams about that already.
1: Oh
0: man, this is gonna be such a weird future. I'm so nervous for the future, guys. It's gonna be sick, I'm out, man. No, I'm, so no, I'm out. I'm out too. I'm not. And then freak.
1: I'll jump from my bike. I'll jump. <laughs>
0: To your bike okay.
1: as if we're doing like a, Tant- a highway. But tandem, ice. but then it's tandem, right? Yeah, tandem and then I'm on the bike with <laughs> yeah. you and then like you take your feet off the
0: pedals and you stand up on the handlebars yeah. and you're like this. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah, I'll, I'll, pegs. Before I'll put up. pegs on it and I can be on the back. Oh, we'll do pegs. Yeah, yeah we'll do a basket <laughs> with, a little, yeah, with Nick sitting. Yeah, Nick can be in the basket. All right, anyways, guys, let's move on to the next story here. <laughs> Rockstar has officially announced they are working on GTA 6. In a statement posted on Rockstar's website, they shared the following message. With the unprecedented longevity of GTA 5, we know many of you have been asking us about a new entry in the Grand Theft Auto series. With every new project we embark on, our goal is always to significantly move beyond what we have previously delivered. And we are pleased to confirm that the... Uh, uh, <clears throat> well. That active development for the next entry in the Grand Theft Auto series is well underway. We look forward to sharing more as soon as we are ready. So please stay tuned to the Rockstar Newsbar for official details. On behalf of our entire team, we thank you all for your support and cannot wait to step into the future with you. Guys, GTA 6 is on the way. What do you think?
1: Not I'm I actually some... surprised. Really? I, I am a little surprised because people are still buying GTA 5 at an insane rate. Well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised cuz it'll be years before 6 comes out feasibly. So they're they're still going to make their money, but um where do they go? You know? Where do they go from here? Cuz I feel like GTA 5 not only was one of the most amazing maps and like expansive games ever, but the sandbox aspects that's why people came. It, it was just like when halo 3 invented forge
0: Mm.
1: you know and everyone and their little brother was making stupid game modes and ways to play with their friends and build worlds and um yeah i don't know this is very gta 5 has that like it captured that magic and and that's why people love it and so i'm just curious you know like what what features can they add i guess we'll see um yeah i don't know so maybe you'll feel
0: the punches in the metaverse (laughs) so gta 5 came out in 2013 so we are coming up on 10 years Mm -hmm. um and yeah i think it's i think it's long overdue Uh, if you look at any of the other entries we're talking about like three or four years uh between development cycles granted grand theft auto 5 is a bigger thing grand theft auto 5 online is a bigger thing um But where I'd like to see it go, Ryan, as a GTA 5 fan, is multiple cities that you can travel between, right? Abu Um, Dhabi. That's the one. That's the one we wanted. You know, Um, (laughs) that's Abu Dhabi, man. But like, have something. That's true. Yeah, have something where it's like you have a Liberty City and you have a Vice City and you have Los Santos, and you can you can get on a, a San Andreas and you can get on a plane between these two and and visit these massive, expansive cities. You know, there's rumors that. There's going to be a bigger Fortnite-like platform for GTA Online where they are adding whole areas like Fortnite does and they're remapping things and adding new cities maybe. So I could see that as the future of like, no, you're just going to get this platform and it's going to get bigger and bigger with more cities and it's it's going to expand. That's what I'd like to see personally and then you have that GTA Rockstar twist of stories and it's just like really good commentary. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it's way overdue. Uh, Again, we're talking about 10 years in between these games actually maybe longer probably longer um because it's just in development at this point so nick are you a gta fan what do you think about this you know
2: you know i am i it's i think it's really fascinating we talked about it once on the show and i wish i had the numbers related to the mobile app but i think it's just fascinating how they continue to sell these games and there's continually players playing them uh, i even just pulled up san andreas on the ipad and it has sixty-one thousand reviews.
1: That's, that's $6, amazing. Six dollars a piece. San Andreas. Um, San Andreas is on. ITunes. Speaking of San Andreas, that's yeah. where his uh, Jacob's little dog is from.
0: Yeah, uh, for the She's audio the list, streets I've, of San Andreas. A, a little San Andreas dog. Oh, she just it looks mic. like
1: it. Yeah. Picture a chihuahua if you put her in a washing machine for like twelve hours
0: and then brought her out. That's and then low.
2: just got done in a drive-by.
0: For the audio listeners, you really have to go to the YouTube video on this one or Spotify and just check out Stella. Um, wait, Nick. So San Andreas is on the iPad.
2: Yeah. So San Andreas, Vice City, uh, and Grand Theft Auto Three. Wow. Uh, four ninety nine, six ninety nine, and four ninety nine and people are buying them so I mean look they've recycled this put it on the mobile store and 60 at least 61 thousand people have bought it and reviewed it at six dollars a piece and so I it's just really crazy this this entire um, series people love it I think that um, it's probably a good time to make a new one and people are gonna buy it like crazy and play it and so it's nostalgic I think that if you're born in the uh, eighties or nineties, like, you know, you, you grew up playing grand theft auto and, um, you had to convince your mom and dad that it wasn't like a, you know, a shooting game or there was no gang violence or anything like that.
0: (laughs) I could never convince Uh, them. I had to go to a friend's
1: house to play it. Yeah. You're, like, driving real it's, carefully it's down the l- streets.
0: literally called Grand Theft Auto, and you just shoot the entire time. <laughs> and get yeah.
1: The load screen is, like, literally naked. It, is. it really is. Uh, anyways, it's a swim party, a No, mom. no, no, no. That's not what you yeah, This is The Sims. <laughs>
0: We're playing The Sims right now. This is a
1: medical game. That's for medical purposes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm a doctor, and I'm healing someone who was just shot 17 times.
0: And they happen to be a prostitute. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Uh, all right Anyways. i don't make the rules <laughs> i'm saving lives um guys last news story here playstation vr2 we get some specs we get some features we have a splash page on sony's website now so <clears throat> this comes from tech radar gaming um playstation vr2 is due out in at the end of 2022 there's no confirmed release date yet um it promises to provide a huge leap forward over the original playstation vr not only will the PSVR two to take advantage of PS5's more powerful hardware, but we now know that it is significantly higher resolution, display for each eye, faster refresh rates, a wider field of view, and improved tracking and input. Sony has confirmed that PSVR 2 does indeed offer 4K HDR, a 110 degree field of view, um, foveated rendering, I don't know what that means, and frame rates of 90 to 120 20 hertz. Um, the That's where right, also massages include- you. For foveated <laughs> Please look up. Please, can you make sure that's an actual word and that's not a typo that I put in there? Um the headset also includes inside out tracking, which means PSVR2 oh God, tracks you, mean you want to know what it says that means and your controller through integrated cameras embedded in the headset itself. Your movements in the direction you look will will be reflected in game without the need for an external camera. Guys, did you just do did you Ron Burgundy, me? You put something in the script that I just read and I didn't know what it was. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no but uh i,
0: I <clears throat> there is
1: no definition from what i could hold on yeah i found a, a definition foveated there's no, no way it says,
2: oh no, no 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 no, a no rendering technique which uses an eye tracker integrated with a virtual reality headset to reduce the rendering work
0: okay so i don't need to apologize to i didn't there offend anyone go. just now did i no, that's, that's a normal term. Cool. Um, Bro, you
1: have no idea what that means, where I come from.
0: <laughs> you just said foveated. Um, Ryan, I look at you about PSVR 2. Uh, you have been talking about wanting a VR headset. This yes. is probably going to be the one that you're going to yes. pick up. What are your thoughts on these specs? Here's the sad part. Okay. These specs, if anything, these
1: specs should get me more excited about PSVR than I ever have been. I have not made taken the leap into VR and I've been wanting to so badly. The only reason I haven't bought the original PSVR is um I don't think it's like incredibly great and I knew that this PSVR2 was coming out soon so I'm I've been waiting. Um but I'm going to keep my eyes open. I'm going <laughs> to watch what happens in the this the rest of this year. I'm going to I'm going to see who else is going to tease some possible headsets.
0: Microsoft.
1: Um, I think we're we're stepping into an age where I, th- I think there's going to be a lot of competitors. Amazon, Apple, Microsoft. I think they're all going to have headsets. They're all going to look different. <clears throat> they're all going to have different features. Um, specifically, PSVR 2, I think it's so much better looking than Oculus so far from what we've seen. Um, the features look amazing. I think it's going to be great regardless. It, it The reason I'm possibly going to wait isn't because psvr isn't amazing
2: Mm.
1: but dude i'm uh i'm I'm gonna let them fight it over you know i'm gonna let them fight for my so my dollars and so see what metaverse i land in so you have it won't
0: be facebook definitely not not oculus sorry um no not oculus let's look at the hardwares of sony and microsoft the ps5 and the series x Pretty much are, are the same. There's not too much separating them from an actual unit perspective. Let's yep. say Microsoft does announce a, a VR unit just like this. 90, 120 hertz, 4K HDR, foveated rendering. Um, do you mm. right now have a bias mm. towards either of these companies to pick one of those up?
1: I do. Man, That's a really good question. Originally, it was Sony. Um, I've been looking forward to PSVR for a long time, and there's a lot of like Sony VR games that I've wanted to go back and play. But goodness, goodness, what Microsoft has added could be incredible with VR. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Microsoft Flight Simulator. Mm, I'm thinking Horizon Forza.
0: Yeah, Forza Horizon.
1: Forza. I mean, just could so be true. incredible and wow. so they're they've set it up the balls in their court um if if you don't if i don't hear anything by the time psvr2 comes out i'll I'll probably just go by psvr2 yeah i think i'm in the same boat um, but if there's something being teased on the horizon i i think
0: i could be one over i'm open same with game pass and and the opportunities with those ips um man i think there's, uh, there's a lot more potential there nick you're not a big VR guy. What are your thoughts on PSVR 2? Um, maybe maybe your overall thoughts real quick of, of VR in general.
1: Aside from what you believe about the Matrix, we don't want to get into that Yeah, right Yeah,
0: now. that's a different story.
1: Yeah. Well, the Matrix
2: plugs my actual body into it uh, and then takes my consciousness out. And so VR is just kind of a knockoff. Yeah, that's, mm. that's enough of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, don't know what you're saying.
2: I'm not no. a fan of this, actually. I'm not a fan of VR. I've never tried it. I don't plan on trying it. Um, I liked the spoof that came out after Mark Zuckerberg's uh, metaverse about how we have something similar and it's called the universe. And so I really, I've got like a really bad gut feeling like an ethical, kind of like a naturalistic. I don't Yeah. yeah right now. I, I don't feel good about it. Um, I feel like our cell phones and video games pull us out of the world enough. And, uh, I remember writing a paper in film class about, uh, Wally, uh, the movie, and I've like forever had like a really bad feeling about VR and these things that are gonna um, make. The I don't know what that is. Is that a Wally, it's a it's a
0: what is suspense, suspense film?
2: Yeah, a it's
0: a, It's a foreign suspense film.
2: It's Ryan, you you as <laughs> a, as <laughs> it's, a also glory,
0: it's all in Korean.
2: I'm shocked you haven't seen it.
1: No, I'm kidding. I I know exactly you are talking about. I, <laughs> VR, to me, I, I agree with you, Nick. It, it is concerning for what it can be used for. For me personally, it's going to end with gaming. I don't I don't plan to partake in a lot of the social media aspects because I don't really partake in social media aspects right
0: now. The, the Peloton uh, thing. The but Peloton, I totally agree. Don't forget about the Peloton thing. The Peloton ready, the thing,
1: thing yeah. The tandem biking <laughs> with Jacob at 5 a.m. is going to happen every morning. I'm 100% confident of that. And... Yeah, I mean, but that's besides the point. I agree with you, Nick. I think it is concerning. But that's why I think Sony, um, they're not so heavily focused on like the, the metaverse platforms. They're just making games, man. That's just what yeah. they want. And so maybe that's why I, I'm leaning towards them a bit. I'm sure that they're going to incorporate the metaverse from whether it's Meta or Amazon or whoever ends up making... A platform like an app that you can access communities on sony will integrate that i'm sure mm. yeah um, but they're not going to be so focused on like creating a place a one-stop shop where you can't get to the games unless you go through their community and their their uh, situation you, so
2: tandem bike through san francisco and and then you pull up to the harbor and then you'll be able to access yeah the arcade totally yep
0: i want that world now make that happen now. um
2: yeah, here here's the TLDR. Here's my point. I, it's gonna be awesome. I'm sure one day I'm gonna try it. I'm sure the hardware, the software, everything's gonna be super cool. Uh, I just have concerns about it, so I'm not like I'm not gonna be the first in line. I'm not gonna be pre-ordering anything. <laughs> Um, I'll most likely try it for the first time at one of your Bush Christmas parties where you just make me try it and everyone watches me and pushes me when I have the headset on and that'll probably be my first experience. You
0: break my TV, that classic. Yeah, exactly. You know, control shower, shower. You control it. Right, right, right. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, yeah,
1: um, Pee in my trash can like you did that one yeah, time. Yeah, I don't know. no, Allegedly.
0: Allegedly. But yeah, allegedly. We should, tell all, we should keep <laughs> telling these stories. Allegedly. Anyways. <laughs> Guys, I'm
1: looking forward to Jacob's signature burritos
0: in next year's party. That's yes. amazing. I'll, I'll bring him back. Um, guys, before we get into what we've been playing, I wanted to bring up something that popped up today. Uh, there's a Nintendo Direct scheduled for tomorrow. This episode's going to come out after that airs. So I just wanted to put out some feelers. What do you predict? So this is after the fact. It's already, people have seen this direct now. What do you predict is going to happen tomorrow? um for our audience to see how how much we're sages of the future do you know what nintendo is going to announce tomorrow at the direct
1: that they've been bought a by an american vr company. headset <laughs> with a mustache mm. that's what it's going to be a vr headset <laughs> with a
0: mustache let you smell all you do is smell things
1: <laughs> they purchased a bunch of uh, unused like oculus that didn't sell and then they rebranded with one plastic brown <laughs> mustache. Actually you can get Waluigi's or Luigi's or Mario's or Warios. And uh, and that's what they're gonna sell us. You and heard it not, here first. You heard it here they're first. They're not
2: gonna allow you to connect your ear pods either. That'll come out in twenty twenty seven. Do
1: your mustache. There will not be Bluetooth. Don't don't get confused. There will not be Bluetooth until 10 years after the release of the system.
0: But in all yeah. seriousness, are there any things you're expecting from Nintendo um, tomorrow? So th- what they said is that this is for the first half of 2022, the, the games that are going to be announced. Hmm. Anything you're expecting? The games that will be announced? They're covering games of, for the first half of 2022.
1: Well, I was kind of anticipating a uh, an appearance of like some sort of indication that they are still planning to release a Metroid Prime 4 eventually. Oh, yeah and potentially some sort of a trailer for breath of the wild too. Mm-hmm. Although well, I don't think that's going to come out the first half of this year holiday. Um, yeah. oh, that's a good question, Jacob, but I'm not sure what else they have up their sleeve. I'm not, I don't have crazy expectations cause I never do for Nintendo events, but <laughs> um, maybe they'll blow good me call.
0: away. Nick, you anything?
2: Uh, I'm hoping, I think it's going to be holiday as well, but I'm hoping Sea of Stars gets uh, released in the beginning of this year. Yeah. Um, other than that, I, I don't really have anything. Um,
0: I'm thinking, so Ryan, on, on what you just said, Metroid Prime 4, I think they should put out a Metroid Prime Trilogy in this first half, maybe. Give people the time to get through that trilogy. Oh my gosh. And then, you know, maybe 4 comes out in 2023 or something like that, but I need some time to get through that trilogy. Wait, can we? Dude, people have been
2: saying that for ten years. I right know. Can, can we just let all of the BLG fans know, all seven of them?
0: Mm-hmm. Nick Stop. Beard
2: has gone back and beaten Metroid.
0: Oh, Metroid Dread. Oh, and, did you?
2: I made a public commitment, and I did it. So. And what? That's right. And
0: did you like it?
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> so i actually i think that my opinion it was is for a stronger yeah. <laughs> my opinion is stronger than both of yours because i played longer than both of you combined so I've got i think it's rated E experience. 10
0: plus so that's be why you did wait hold on do you know how many hours you put into it nick
2: yeah it was like 19
1: ryan what
0: did you do oh
2: Visits. Ryan did fourteen, and Jacob did like eight. Well, so I I did almost 14 like combining
1: but I one hundred percent completed the game. Yeah, exactly. I got every collectible yeah. and hit every corner of the freaking map. Dude. It took
0: Nick nineteen hours just to get through the base story of this game. Give me, give wow. me two seconds, guys. Did you me. ever Google for help, Nick? Did you have to Google in the end?
2: Uh, no, just the initial time when I got stuck at that wall. And then as soon as I found the answer, I quit because I was just mad.
0: But so. he did wander around for 15 hours at one point. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, you played 20 incredible. hours or more.
0: Nicholas. Wow. 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 I can't, this makes me so I would happy. hate this
1: game too. Wow. I, I plan to put in 20 hours when I play go back and play hard mode. But...
0: Um, <laughs> First time around, that's rough. That is commitment right there. Okay. Um, Guys, let's get into what we've been playing other than Metroid Dread. Um, Nick, let's start with you. What have you been playing lately this past week or two?
2: Yeah, so this week I started Sifu. Excited to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's going to be a conversation that's going to be shocking. Um, I've been playing Pathway, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, and An Unforeseen Incidents. Which is a small little indie game. Um, hmm. It's a couple, a couple one-off games that have just been scratching an itch, and then uh, Arceus and Sifu.
0: What are your thoughts on Arceus so far?
2: You know, it's actually refreshing. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about it, but if I just had to give a thumbs up or thumbs down on the experience so far, it's definitely a thumbs up. Okay. So I was, uh, I was really nervous, but here I am.
0: Ryan, what about you? I know you've been playing Arceus as well. What are your thoughts on it? Been playing Arceus almost exclusively
1: as of late. Um, I agree with Nick. I think it's everything we wanted. Jacob, you said probably last week you said maybe ten years too late. Yeah. But it is it's pretty much everything we ever wanted in a video game, in a in a Pokemon video game. And so I think it's it's been really fun so far.
0: And that's all you've been playing right now? That's it. Um, For me, I will be
1: playing Sifu.
0: Oh, yes. Um, Halo Infinite, Pokemon Legends Arceus. I just reiterate what the guys say. I agree with it. I think it's refreshing. Um, It is maybe becoming one of my favorite Pokemon games of all time, I think. And that's Mm. because there's like one good one and then everything copies that good one. Um, So this is kind of the first time they step out from that uh and then are you disrespecting pokemon i kind of am man i'm getting sick of that i'm sick of that model actually you really have yeah you you didn't you didn't take too kindly to the last two of the last th- of the, all the pokemon games that come out on the switch i have not liked any of them hmm. this is pokemon snap let's go sword and shield brilliant diamond shining pearl Pokemon um, snap shocker. That's right. that bad. This game. is
1: how Team Rocket. This is how Team Rocket starts. <sighs> Team Executor. Yeah. You slowly just start <laughs> to hate Pokemon.
0: I kind of man. Um. Anyways, this is making me love Pokemon again though. That's what I'm trying to say. Here. Um. Sifu. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been playing so much Sifu. I am on the fourth. Am I the fourth boss? Yeah, I'm on the fourth stage of Sifu now. Um. And that's actually saying a bit. That's quite a lot of time. And um. This. I have that same feeling I did when I was playing. It takes two in what, like the beginning of 2021, and I was like, "Really, man? This this game could should be say this. this game could be game of the year for me." Um, I'm feeling that with Sifu right now. I'm genuinely like loving every second of it. It is very hard. It's supposed to be very hard. It has roguelite elements, which I like. The most common reference point now is Hades. Um, it's not a roguelite though, but it does have that kind of repetitious mastering effect and it's got just a really cool style to it the art the music um it, i don't think it's it's not kung fu right it's a specific type of martial arts that's not do you it's know what called it is Wing Chung. Is, yeah. is that what it is yeah it's called wing chung i thought it was a song um i i love it i'm in love with this game um and i can't recommend it enough it, it, again maybe for the people who get frustrated easily it's more akin to like a Dark Souls, where there is a lot of learning, repetition, and and uh, and movements and patterns. But it's just wrapped. Nick, how many hours you put in? It. <laughs> <laughs> it's just wrapped in such a good package that I I love Whoa. it so much. Nick, are you having a hard time with it? Because I know you 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 have uh, very little patience for hard games. Yeah, yeah, I got
2: to the end of the first level, and I was like, "Geez, I suck." Um, but it's fun. <laughs> It's really cool. The vibes, the art vibes, some of the sound vibes. It's really... Plus, I'm just a martial arts kung fu fan big time. So, uh, I watched the movie Ip Man, the original one, like 30 times. Um, So, anytime I see Wing Chun or any of this type of martial art, uh, I'm just like in. And I will say this, uh, you definitely didn't give any spoilers away, but... I did not watch anything after the original release like eight months ago. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. when I jumped into it this week, there was like a ton of stuff I wasn't expecting. It was shocking. So, Mm. um, if you thought it was cool and you saw it a while back, um, just pick it up. It's more than you'll, than you'll, uh, than you're expecting. Um, and it'll be a nice surprise.
0: Yeah. It's got an arcade vibe to it too, where it's a kind of like incremental, um, Progress too, so it's like you can hop in and do a little bit and and do a combat section. Um, that's enough about c We'll do a full episode on that fairly soon. Here, I'm flying through that game right now. Um, and yeah, yeah, time flies. Time flies. I'm literally aging as I play this game. Um, guys, let's get spoiler alert. Let's get into some housekeeping. Housekeeping upcoming (laughs) episodes. We've got a review finally, eventually, it'll come out Metroid Dread. Uh, we actually we? Have, we haven't released that yet. Yeah, review of Metro Dread.
1: Oh, so people know that Nick finished it before our review actually comes out.
0: Oh, that's so true. Well, oh. But guess what? His opinion didn't change, so that's great. Um, yeah. Now Nick's that's opinion true. is even yeah. more validated. Still
1: ignorant, right? <laughs> yeah. Halo Infinite, ignorant. Sure.
0: Halo Infinite review coming up. Guards in the Galaxy review. Age of Empires 4. Sifu. Pokemon Legends Arceus. And Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I'm the only one who's beating that in the group. We've got like two other people who have played it. I think we're just going to record it as is because that's one of those games. I just, I, if you don't finish it, it says a bit about it. And I think it's going to be one of those games that people aren't just going to finish. Um, if there's any game out there you want us to play, let us know. You can write it in the show. Um, our emails in the description below, you can find us on Twitter. Um, you can leave a comment. No below. card games, please. Card games, no
1: JRPGs, please. JRPGs, uh,
0: upcoming JRPG that I might check out triangle strategy. Um, that's another yeah. one that is on my radar. Hari likes that. Hari likes right? Triangle Strategy? Well, it's not out yet. No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a different game. Anyway. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're growing. Um Thank you all for you if you have subscribed. Um, and uh, guys, this was a good news one. Um, I'm thinking we'll release the Metroid Dread review after this. But I appreciate you being here today. I can't wait to ride that Metaverse tandem bike. Um, what's it? What's a tandem bike for mm. three? Is there a different name for three? When there's three people on a, a tandem, is it still a tandem bike? A
1: trandom. It's a trandom.
0: Is that did you? Make that up.
1: It's a trambush.
0: Did you make trandom up? I think that's actually um, is that it's a term? like it, again. We're gonna have to. It we're sounds apologize like real again. real enough to believe. Trandom bike. <laughs> um, no, random bike. Don't Google it. Uh, I, trandom bike's not a thing. I, I I typed in trandom bike. Anyways, uh, guys, thank you for being on this episode. We'll see you next week. Bye.
1: I love you. Oh, see everybody. You get the DNA, and you get the DNA. <laughs>